Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Today, we got another member's episode. We have Allie coming on the show today, and she's going to be sharing her encounters that she's had throughout her life and all kind of picked up steam when she was around seven years old and her mom shared her a story, a true demonic story involving the whole family. And that is when things really kicked off for her. And then she talks about in her adult life going through abusive relationships and how that spawned paranormal encounters. And that really spawned a whole conversation where Allie was really able to share her experiences and how the physical abuse can spawn paranormal activity. And she goes into that. And I feel like this conversation conversation is really going to be able to help a lot of people out there. I know there's a lot of people that listen to the show that go through a lot of the similar things she went through when it comes to the physical abuse that she experienced in her relationships and how that affected the rest of her life. But good news is Allie is on the better side of things now, and she's here to talk about how she got through it and hopefully shed light and hope for those going through similar things. Let's get to Allie right now. Okay, today we got Allie on the show. Allie, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm glad you're good. So, <laughs> Allie, uh, you emailed us a while ago, and you told us some of the things that happened to you in your life and how things kind of started out when you were a kid. And it seemed like in the email, and feel free to take this anywhere you want to go, uh, but it seemed like in the email there was an, inve- an event 
that happened that kind of uh, was like a, maybe a, a marking point in life. I, I'm not sure if that's a true statement or not, but uh, I remember yeah. you talking about in the email seven, being seven years old and something happened and it happened to the whole family. And after this event, uh, you went from, I guess, not believing in monsters to believing monsters were real. You, you mentioned yeah. it being demonic. And so uh, it sounds riveting. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not that. I, I I feel like maybe some things happened to me, but overall, you know, I guess growing up, you think there's monsters under the bed and like that fear gets swept away for you as a little kid by your parents. But I had a very close relationship with my mom. And post this event, when I grew up, I told her, hey, don't ever tell another kid that story because it like ruined my childhood. But um, we had a very close relationship and she kind of treated me like We've always just been best friends. She lives next door. So, um, and we just kind of back and forth, take care of each other's families. But um, she told me that when I was, um, I don't know if I was six or if it was, you know, a couple months after this happened, we had visited a family member. I'm not going to say who it is because they're still around. And he was very, um, he made a whole lot of fun of anything that had to do with Jesus. And I was raised Christian. I I don't think I ever recall not knowing who Jesus was and who he was to me. So for me, it was like, we're just going to see them. I didn't know anything about any sort of spiritual thing with them, but we left and he'd made fun of both my mom and my dad about like where we were in life and us going to church and everything. Didn't know anything about it, but we were driving home. We had a Suburban and my sister and I had this like set up in the back where we could just chill in the back kind of, sleep. It was late. And my mom asked my dad, they were in the front driving. She said, honey, do you feel something weird? And my dad said, yeah. So they started praying. My dad's obviously eyes open, mom's eyes closed, praying on the way home. And they said they literally saw something climb out of the back of the car with the two of us in it. And I remember thinking like a bug or like, (laughs) what? And my mom's like, no, it was a very demonic looking black entity climbed out of the back of the vehicle. And I was like, all I could think as a kid was like, I was back there and there was a monster. And like, that's all I could think. So for quite a few years after that, I know a lot of people talk about dreams, but I went from this, like nothing ever was wrong to now there's demons and they're for real. And I wasn't quite ready for that at that age. And, um, the dream started where they started out kind of small where it was like something's coming after you, that kind of thing. But then they turned into these very um, evolved, like they didn't speak. They were just there to terrify you type things, or it always involved another person too, as a kid, like I would be playing with my sister or something stupid, like Barbies, you know, we were, we would be in my room and then something would be behind her. Like, trying to hurt her. And so I was always more concerned with someone else in the dream, but that kept progressing. And my mom had the conversation with me. That's like, you know, if something's terrifying you in your sleep, because they were terrors, it was, you know, pray to Jesus while you're there and use the name of Jesus. And that worked for years. So I didn't have another like physical event happen to me until until it was much older, I had a few other strange things happen with dreams, just kind of like making sure I, 
I do the like mixed order of things, but I think at about 11, my great grandmother had passed and I'm named after her. And then almost a year to the date, my great grandfather passed. So you kind of go from thinking these things with dreams or maybe the story I was told, like it's starting to kind of pass or whatever. And like, I'm getting over it and I don't want to be labeled a freak or something weird like that for having these experiences. But um, at about 11 or 12, I don't remember the exact age, my great grandfather passed and I'm actually named after both of them. So my middle name is a derivative of his. And I wasn't, I didn't see them all the time, but just kind of on a spiritual level, we were very close. Um, she was, she was a little old lady with polio. And so she had the lamp and then um, he was just always very caring. They both were very godly people, but they passed. And before we knew they passed, I'd had this dream in the night, never dreamed about him, but that we were at this old white farmhouse and that the field behind it was on fire. I didn't know anything about their past with farming. I didn't know where they'd lived before. They'd always been in the same little house as long as I'd known them. Um, but we went inside and my dad and his sister were trying to get both my great grandparents packed up to get out of this house. And my grandmother, my great grandmother looked at him and said, honey, don't you worry about us. We're, we're fine where we're at. And then I woke up, I didn't have any comprehension of what that was about. And I said something about it. My mom turned white and she told me, um, honey, did you know your great grandpa died last night? And my dad had apparently had almost the same exact dream the same night. And so we ended up going to the funeral in this little house they live in. They had in storage a photo album and they actually showed me the house I dreamed about that was on a farm. They worked when my dad was young of this little white farmhouse. And I was like, that was just my interpretation of that was that I was given an opportunity to say goodbye. I don't know if it was so much them, but that put me a little bit more in tune with maybe not all of this is just to be scary. Maybe some of it is a learning experience. And I learned over time that um, my spiritual self had to, you know, improve for some of this stuff to stop terrorizing me. So it's kind of, I kind of took it a little bit like a learning curve as I got older because more things happened in my sleep as I got older. Um, But I made a terrible mistake at 19 and I got married. (laughs) Um, And I think that was an unfortunate circumstance because he was not in a good place in his world um, at the time. But my ex-husband, probably two years in, our relationship started going from honesty and like learning and being kids together to all of a sudden I'm finding like he was hiding receipts and then I would find things on our old gateway computer. All this stuff was starting to pop up and it became worse and worse to where I couldn't even start asking a question without getting screamed at because he was evading like what was going on. Um, And then that progressed to like bruises in places you couldn't see things like that. So he's being a bit abusive, but I think along with the things that he was letting in, um, I was experiencing spiritual stuff going on around me for about the last, probably the last two years we were married. Um, Cause I, I really thought that the stigma of divorce in the church, I was going to be, I was an idiot. I was a stupid 20 something year old kid. Um, 
but that progressed. And then there was one day I was, I Saturday, my routine was to get up and clean, um, just do deep cleaning stuff like chore wise. And he was home that Saturday. He kind of had an on and off job. Um, and I remember I was singing, I don't remember. I always had, I always had my Jesus music on. So I was doing something and I've always sang. So I was, in the kitchen singing, doing something at the sink. And every time I said the name Jesus, my cat, who thought he was a dog, it was always the most gentle thing on the planet, would like swipe at me and hiss. And so a couple of days in, I'm like, okay, you know what? Somebody's going to think I'm crazy. I'm sorry. It was about an hour in. He was a big, giant, like 18 pound black cat. And I went, you know what, buddy? This isn't working. Something's wrong because it's not who he was. And I'm like, looked around for where my husband was and I went, I am going to hide in the back room with this cat. Cause I was like, at that point, it's not happening. And I'm like, not trying to be weird about it or anything, but I just put my hands on that animal and I prayed over him in Jesus name for it to leave and probably two minutes. And he just flopped. Really? And I, yeah, I've, I, you could say anything you want about that, but that was the craziest thing to me because the cat was raised with a golden retriever. He thought he was a dog. Never, he didn't even meow right. He said he, it was like this beep noise he made all the time. So for him to do the arch back and the hiss and the claw at me, I was like, and I tested it the last few times, like I'd say Jesus, and it was like, whoa, every time he did it. So I said, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to uh, exercise this right out of you. You know what I mean? So I took him in the other room and I felt like I was pretty brave that day, but I felt like I was brave instead of, I think, recognizing that has nothing to do with me. Um, And I started catching that I was very uncomfortable in this little house that we had together. And he would be gone until like, I found out later he was having an affair too. So um, he'd be gone for a long time at night sometimes. So I was like, I'd be home alone until like 2 a.m. thinking he was on a job or whatever. And um, I started to get really creeped out on another weekend he was working. And I found some stuff on the computer, too. So I'd started like, what are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. So I wasn't oblivious completely. But um, I, I just was uncomfortable in the house all day. And I should have been a whole lot smarter about it. But I did all my normal Saturday chores through the house in the morning. And then I got part of the way through uh, laundry and I went, I don't want to be in here anymore. And I should have known better. I went outside and I did all the gardening I could do, mowed the lawns. I washed both of our vehicles, like anything I could do outside. And he was still not home. And so I was like, okay, fine. I got to, I got to just knock it off. So I went inside. And I'm in my bedroom and from the bedroom we were in, you could see a straight shot down the hall into the living room. And we had this big expensive radio system he wanted. And it had like the light up dials at the time. And uh, this was like early 2000s. And I I had had the radio on while I was getting ready to get in the shower because by this point I'm filthy. So I am got my robe, putting my robe on and then I peeked out the thing because I kept hearing the radio turn up and down. I was like, what the heck? And all of a sudden, every like, you know, you get like all the hair on your body stands up and everything. I went, ooh, what's wrong? And I was in the bedroom and I was like, it got like an immensely worse. And I poked my head back out to, to look into the living room as I watched the dials turn on the radio itself. And I went, 
This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.